Hello and welcome along to G'day GA, brought to you in association with O'Neill's International Sportswear, the choice of champions. Please visit O'Neill's on at O'Neill Sports AU on Instagram and Facebook for all the latest offers. Well, I'm delighted to be joined here in a new studio, th- very c- courtesy of Giggles. Thanks, Giggles. Yeah, sponsored by News Corp. News Corp and Rupert Murdoch. Thanks for having <laughs> us in here. I'm sure he's tuning in. <laughs> I also have uh, Shawnee Leary, our, our long-term contributor. Thanks, Shawnee, for coming along again today. Thanks, lads. Great to be here again. And also we've got a very, very special guest here today, um, Francie Collins, winner of Club All-Ireland in 1987 with Boris Lee, Tipperary Senior County Champions 1986, midfield on the day. You would have seen him on Instagram earlier today. Um, he's getting a lot, a lot of positive feedback, both from our followers and also from uh, the followers of Boris Lee on Instagram. Thanks for coming on, Francie. Yes, good day, lads, and good day, GAA. <laughs> and uh, thanks for those uh, lovely words, Liam. Yeah, look, it's, it's very special to have Francie here, and he's even come in in a kind of a Hawaiian shirt, which is similar to what our, our Prime Minister Scott Morrison is wearing um, over in Hawaii a few <laughs> weeks ago. So it's, it's great to see you taking that, that look for today, Francie. Yes, thanks very much, Liam. Yeah. I'm glad you're taking note of my uh, attire. Very important. Check out the on Instagram radio. feed. You'll see the, the shirt on the Instagram feed. And it will be available in the Gide shop on O'Neill's website after the, after the show. Well, uh, before we get into it, sorry, Liam, I'm going to cut off. I want to make sure Liam and Shawnee have their homework done now today, right? So I've come up with a very quick pop quiz, oh, uh, and I'm going to put you through your rigor now. It's only two questions each, but I just want to see, have you done the homework uh, with Francie coming in? He's after making the time. I hope you've made the time as well, right? So <laughs> look, Shawnee, I'll start with you. Quick question. Who did Boris Lee defeat in the All-Ireland Final in 1987? Ratnur, from Exford. Oh, you're on the ball. Shawnee's on the ball. I'm right, on Wikipedia right? this morning in the tram. Liam, I'll throw you a question. A little bit harder, right? But who, who did uh, Boris Lee defeat in the Munster final in 1986 in December? Um, was it Clare Castle? It was Clare Castle. Bang on. Done my research as well this morning. <laughs> <laughs> so w- was, was, it, was there a young Anthony Daly playing on that team, Francie, or, or was he a bit too young at that stage? Uh, no, I don't believe he was. He was a couple of years off. Yeah, right, no, yeah. no. um, right uh, Sean, I'm going to throw to you. Who, who did... Uh, Boris Lee beat in the Tipperary County Final in 1986. Uh, they were the reigning champions at the time, reigning All Ireland champions at the time. There's a clue. Enough research. No, third of stars. No, Liam, do you want to go try a bonus point there? <laughs> I actually read it this morning, but I can't remember. I won't pretend. Kilroan McDonald. And look, just for the, the last question, you get to win a quiz here, Liam, if you nail this one. But who, who were the All Ireland club football champions the same year Boris Lee won it? Football question for Giggles. <laughs> I never going to get it. <laughs> I, I don't know Giggles, I'm sorry. Call it was a friend, Cece. Yeah, it was, it was uh, Jimmy Barry Murphy inspired St. Finn Bad. Okay, very good. Yeah. That's a great little quiz. One out of two, 50% each, lads. I, I was expecting zero, but <laughs> fair play to you. <laughs> um, we got a great show today. Francie is under huge time pressures, though, because he has to collect two women from Barcelona at the airport at. Three women. Three women from Barcelona at the airport at 2.30. So we've got a half an hour here in, in Rupert Murdoch's studio. Um, we're going to have a Giggles Corner first, um, and then we're going to obviously look. Um, at the two All Ireland clubs semi-finals, it just went by last weekend, and look forward to um, a, a, I think a fantastic club All Ireland final coming up between Ballyhale um, and Borussia. With Francie going to go into a bit of detail about what it was like all those years ago when it was on black and white back in 1987, <laughs> um, but also Francie's uh, making the trip back for, for the club All Ireland, so it's very very exciting. And just to be clear as well, Francie is a member of our Gary Owen club here in Melbourne, um, managed us for the last three years, won a number of titles with us as manager, but also as player with Gary Owen and with Victoria as well. So we're delighted to have him with us here today. All right, so coming up first, um, we're going to have a look 
at a Giggles Corner, which we haven't had in a while. So looking forward to that, Giggles. Right. It's always, you know, great to, you know, to say that you walk the steps of Crow Park and you lifted the McCarthy Cup, like, and but. No, we never changed one bit from the day we started, let's say, our first game with, with Glenmore. Going back to your locals and the people that you're brought up with and you're reared with, and there's, there's nothing like coming back there. Like. The one the fancy open top bus line, I think we had Duggins, Richard Duggins' lorry, and really, yeah. up, up on the back of the lorry and off down. It's just lovely country, and a few bonfires. Okay, and there's two men who actually did win a club all Ireland with Glenmore back in 1990. What did I say, three? Glenmore. No, 92, I think it was. I don't Ni- know. 92 yeah, or 93. 92, because um, Eddie O'Connor was captain in 93. We'll take your word for it. Yeah, there we yeah. go. So that's a nice little segue <laughs> for today's show as well. <laughs> Lovely, did, yeah. did that by accident. The, but Gar- yeah. the Gary Owen Club is a fair uh, affiliation with all Ireland club winners as well. We had Brian Burke and Paul Callan play that's with us right. over the last couple that's of right. years who were. Formed two of a three of a formidable full back line in that Claren Bridge team in 2011, so we've a, a, a nice little link to that. But look, I'm going to get into the Giggles Corner this week. Um, I think I was trying to do something on the decade, and I think the team of the decade has been talked to death, and I think 13 of the 15 positions picked themselves, and there was a couple of debate. But what I'm going to run through today is from 10 to 1, um, what I feel were the top 10, I suppose, contributing moments or themes for the decade from a GA perspective, hurling and football. So I'm going to throw them out and maybe you can give a bit of feedback on what you think. And I'll go in order from 10 all the way up to 1, okay, in terms of what I think. So, look, number 10, this one was a bit of an outlier, but I think the fact that Davy Fitzgerald in the decade won a league, he won an All-Ireland, he won a Munster and a Leinster, and he became the first manager ever to do that. So I think that was a... Davy's kind of paw prints are all over the decade. He's arguably... You could nearly argue he's the second best manager of all time in hurling. Oh. You, you throw him up there with a few <laughs> contenders. You, you can't argue against the great master, Brian Cody. I don't think that anyone's going to argue with that, but he'd be in that league, right? So I think Davy he won the Munster at Watford, he won a league, and not Ireland with Clare, and he won a Leinster at Wexford. It's a fair going. Mm. How would Lee Machidi a tip think about that? I don't know. Oh, well, he hasn't named out the other nine yet. So. <laughs> <laughs> Francie's on the ball today, I tell you. <laughs> right, uh, number nine. This was a, v- a significant moment from a football perspective. 2011 All-Ireland semi-final. The final score was Dublin 8 points, Donegal 6 points. Um, at halftime, I think it was Donegal 4, Dublin 2. And I think it signified the real start of this defensive workman-like football championship that kind of came in. And then... That nearly led into the hurling t- over the last couple of years where every single player on the field has to work as hard as another and you, you don't get away with being the corner forward or the full forward looking for the ball yeah. or the, the corner back or the full back who just mans the square. You have to be a all-encompassing player and I think Jim McGuinness brought that to a new level in football this year and that was a kind of a game where both teams were booed off at halftime. Yeah, I was going to say it wasn't really a classic, was it? But No. But you you just talking about the actual significance of that as a as a as a Ex- game going forward. Exactly, yeah. It just it changed. And look, over over the decade, it proved that the footballing teams won all Ireland's or, or were the most successful teams. Like Dublin and Kerry won them. Donegal was the anomaly in 2012, and then Mayo would have been seen as one of the most successful teams that didn't win all Ireland. There, the three of them are teams that pl- play football, football for want yeah. of a better word. So um, that was number nine. Number eight was a very significant event for Ulster hurling. So 2012, Lockheed Shamrocks won an All-Ireland club title. They beat Cool Derry in the final. Uh, Liam Watson scored 3-7 in the final. 
but and I think we saw the remnants of it last weekend as well where the Ulster club hurling is very very strong and I think you've got the Caseman Park to back it up in Antrim which is a, a, a bit of a farce and at county level they don't seem to be able to put it together but their club hurling is very strong that should have been a catalyst for Ulster hurling to kick on now it's very hard because of their, their location geographically but it was a big one I think they were only the second Ulster club ever to win it yeah, I think I think uh, so. Something on the media this week too. Owen Larkin was made some strong points about uh, doing something about hurling situation up in, in Ulster as well, which is significant. I mean that that game I watched against Ballyhill, and you know they gave a great display, and they could yeah. have nearly snatched it except for Conal Finley's goal at the end. But yeah, yeah. I, th- I think what they're saying as well around it is um, at club level it's very strong, but there's what they're really struggling is at inter county level. Yeah, that like the Ulster club is nearly more of a thing for the players to go towards rather than hurling for Antrim or Down or Derry. Yeah, that's tough. And there's there's a couple of solutions. Like, you could have Ulster, uh, an Ulster hurling team in the yeah. team McCarthy, perhaps. And they're trying to do the same thing with Mayo hurling as well, with the likes of Tourine, how well they went yeah. to, to be the championship in the last three years as well. You'd get two extra yeah. teams in Liam McCarthy, but then you'd have the likes of Carlo maybe in Westmead, and these guys who would be put, they'd be given out. So it's, it's hard yeah. to please everyone. Yeah. But I thought that was a significant event. Um, number seven is close to my own heart, but the, the, the headline is Mayo, Woes, Amplify and Continue. Last All-Ireland Finals in 12, 13, 16 and 17 and semis in 11, 14, 15 and 19 and all by a score. So That could be a similar headline for Waterford as well. Well, no, we weren't in that <laughs> amount. No, just saying was. No, I don't think so, Liam. It's my segment here. Back off, right? <laughs> 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 well said, I'm going to take the kick anyone's out of this now after that little interruption. <laughs> yeah. But look, yeah, if, if people don't believe in curses, all you have to do is look at the 2016 final and two own goals in the first half. <laughs> we'll show you. We need to kill off that other lad who's still left alive <laughs> down in Kerry. This was on the original Mayo team. Um, number six, look, this dominated the hurling landscape. You could argue it's above some of the other ones I put, but the Tip Kilkenny rivalry over the whole decade uh, started in 2010 with Liam Sheedy stopping the drive for five, uh, and it continued then into 14 with arguably the best All-Ireland final of all time, the shootout one for a forward and a purest view, into 16, into 19, and then you had the the, com- the comedy with Lar following Tommy Welch around the field, and you had to have... It was, it was just epic uh, from start to finish, from 2010 to 2019. It didn't let up. Um, a massive key milestone at number five here, which is along the Kilkenny tip rivalry lines, is that Henry Shefflin won 10 All-Ireland medals on the field of play. Never been done before, and it will be never done again, <coughs> more than likely. Giggle said it here first, lads. Yeah, yeah <laughs> here. I, don't, I don't see any player lasting long enough to win 10 All-Ireland with the current environment, but yeah. I, I don't think it'll be done again. Four and three, lads, I'll move through these quickly because they're very similar, but Galway ended drought in 17, and Limerick ended drought in 18. Big moments for the Hurling Championship. And then the last two are both Dublin-related. Uh, I think in 2011, there was 71.45 on the clock. Um, Kerry had been four points up three minutes earlier, but at this point, Stephen Cluxton had a kick into the hill to put 16 years of hurt behind for the capital and really launch Dublin into this decade. And that just went through then to, to number one. And the most, I suppose, impactful thing that's happened or the most significant thing is Dublin were the first team to manage at adult men's level to do five in a row in the football at 2019 and two led into one nicely you could argue that if Cluxon missed that kick and Kerry went on to win it Dublin might still might have that kind of a 
psychological hoodoo over them and they wouldn't have gone on to be the dominant team that they were. But It's funny, Giggles, I was talking to a Dublin man over, over the, the break and um, he said, you know, last year they had, was it a drive for five again up, up in, in, uh, in uh, Dublin? But for next year, they've got a new manager and they've got a new slogan and it's um, buzzing for the half dozen. So, yeah, don't be yeah. surprised if they're... Uh, Keith Kevin, I'd love that one. You yeah. need to have a Dublin yeah. accent when you say that. <laughs> <laughs> so look, I, I don't know, I missed a couple of them to change and the hurling structure was a big one, all right. But I, I just thought they were the top moment or the top teams and moments. No, you, you couldn't argue with that. I mean, the, the drive for five and the five in a row is mm-hmm. iconic. I mean, you can't argue with that being the, the, the highlight of the last 10 years, really. Liam's probably not happy with a football thing being top top ten. Oh look, I think when it's happened in the decade, you know, I can't really. <coughs> it is the last decade, so if we were to go on one before, we'd be we'd be talking about Kenny potentially. But Kenny's still in, uh, as a return number of All Irelands, three All Irelands in that in the decade just gone four. by. Four, four, sorry, 11, 14, <laughs> 11, 12. 12, 14, 15, yeah. So selling themselves short, it's yeah. like you, Liam. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not a bad haul. Could have been a couple more in there. Um, but I think, yeah, Dublin's right for five, just no arguments there. Mm. Yeah, so that, yeah. that, that was Probably my biggest corner. I think yeah. everyone's picked a team of the decade to death, and I think from eight to 15, there's absolutely no argument. There was a bit of an argument, there's probably four full backs of the three. Positions, I think, are the usual arguments that you have yeah. in all star teams, as well as positional arguments. And yeah. Yeah, are they the best person in that position? Yeah, but but other than that, it's hard to argue with the personnel. Yeah, I think hurling and football, look, I don't know. A couple of us watched a few of those All-Ireland goal games, especially in football in particular, because a lot of people give out about football. But when you watch a game from yeah. 2011 or 29 versus now, it's actually boring to watch, and people give out about football. But yeah. the quality now, <coughs> it's just, in, in any sport, and hurling and football, the quality is just stepping up and stepping yeah. up every single year. We, we watched the Mayo Dublin, the Chosen a Six. Yeah. We watched it over Christmas, and the amount of mistakes it was just it was it was crap it was yeah. actually very bad even though it was a brilliant game exciting for the neutral and that, and that. I remember watching it at the time and it was you were gripping yeah. but like the amount of kicking ball away out, out of possession was, was ridiculous and we would not get away with it now no I, I was watching a video too of Boris Lee when they played in the 83 Munster final against Middleton. That's on YouTube, Francis. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. it was a cl- supposed to be a classic in its day, and I, I, I was obviously there. But looking at back, back at it now, it was just drive the ball out of defence yeah, yeah. and then just, just get it any way you can out of defence and then leave it up to the forwards yeah. to, try and, to try and do what they can do. And it was just backwards and forwards. So there was no structure as such. But, yeah. but still, it seemed to be a spectator's. Yeah, Enjoyment, you know, yeah, for yeah, yeah, that yeah, type definitely. of game, but but it has moved on. Certainly, yeah. a, a different game now, I guess. Yeah. All right, Giggles, that was an excellent Giggles corner yet again. Yeah. I think you know you've del- you've started as you mean to go on for the year. We have a big year ahead, so and a big decade ahead for Gidea. Yeah, yeah. Um, so thanks very much for that, Giggles. So coming up next, we're going to have a look at the club All Ireland preview. Um, and also look back at those two great semi-finals that we just had at the weekend. And like you said, we're, we're joined by Francie, who's been with us from the start of the show. Um, so we'll have a chat with him about his experiences of, of being in the club all Ireland final. The city of the Ancient Walls, on Broken Treaty 7. And dying flames surround you there. Was Francie singing um, a Limerick song? Um, Shout out to Gary Owen um, when we won the championship there. I think that was it two years ago. Two years ago. Yeah, 
two years ago was it Giggles? Yeah. That was 2018. Yeah. 2018. Yeah, you see, isn't technology great? I mean, that would never happen in my day because <laughs> we just didn't have that technology and you could say and do and sing anything you like and now yeah. you get caught up now wherever you go. Now you're famous, Francie. I <laughs> want to know who let that video out of the dressing <laughs> yeah, room. Who linked to that? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, look, moments like that was um, always good to get those moments captured. So that'll go down in, in, in the annals, Francie, in the Gary Owen folklore. You singing that, that great song has been captured. You sang it many times. <laughs> Thank you, Liam. <laughs> I don't think singing is my strong point, but anyway. No, you gave a gusto, though. That's yeah, a gusto, yeah, yeah, passion. <laughs> Francie's always the first man to sing Sean Soud, whether it be in the dress room or in the clubhouse. He's always the first man up for it. <laughs> but I, I, at our, it was at Gary Owen's 60th anniversary, oh, three years ago, well, 2016, and... Francie did, did sing it on the 60th night, mm. which was great. But we do have a Limerick native, um, Shawnee Fitz is his name, and he was disgusted that a Tipperary man was singing <laughs> yeah, Sean yeah. Sound. Like, genuinely not happy. He and wasn't happy. He no. actually, we had to get him up to sing it after Francie again, just to kind of appease him. So, uh, yeah, it didn't go down well. All right, so obviously, look, I'll, I'm going to be completely honest now. I've only seen highlights of um, Boris Lee and... Uh, St. Thomas's, and I've seen the full Ballyhale slot Neil game. Um, but from seeing what Ballyhale slot Neil, and obviously seeing what Boris Lee have been doing earlier in the year, I think we're in for an absolute rip roar of a game on the on the night. I think it's the, is it the eighteenth or nineteenth, Francie? Nineteenth. Nineteenth. Yeah. Like, and especially typically Kenny. Yes, yeah, that old rivalry again. Yeah, 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 yeah. it's been reignited. Yeah, for sure. But Francie, for yourself, obviously we touched on a winning it there all those years ago, um, and seeing Boris Lee being back, like. No, Boris Lee is obviously it's an amalgamation of, of two parishes in Tipperary. You don't have a huge player base in Boris Lee. No, certainly not. No, no but uh, any player we have produced seems to seem to make their impact on the on the county scene anyway. Um, none more so than our current star Brendan Maher and um, no least uh, Dan McCormick. But um, I think if you look at the Boris Lee team, though, there's there may not be any a few standout stars, but but you know there are a lot of good quality hurlers as, as well. I mean, sure, we, we have passion, we have ability and drive, but, but there is some, a fair bit of hurling in a lot of those, those new players. And uh, it's great to see um, Liam Devaney's grandson, JD, now on the scene as well at 18 years of, years of age. So, um, you know, uh, I, I think, look, they're, they're riding crest of a wave at the moment. There's just momentum is carrying this, this team so far. I think if you had asked them earlier last year, what was their... Um, uh, Achievement for 2019, they would have set out to win a county final, and they did that. And then, but since then, it's just sort of roller coasted on, and um, they seem to be well playing better and better. They've got over the line on a few occasions, but they, they, they certainly the game against St. Thomas, they um, they they sort of dominated in large parts. But um, you know, Bally Hill is a different story, so, so that'll be a challenge. But going back to your your time, Francie, or sorry, what's going I was just trying to just before we go forward yeah, there, and yeah. I just wanted to ask you a question, Francie, about. So back in back in eighty six, eighty seven, you know, a different time in Ireland, different time, you know, set up in the club championship, you know, everything was different in the world really mm-hmm. at the time. Like, what what was your recollection of that year? I guess, and I guess your recollection of, you know, travelling up to the game on All Ireland final day. Did you go up the night before or anything like that, and uh, you um, know, anything around? And what do you you specifically remember on the day? Um, the day itself might have might have past washed over me a bit because I was sort of 23 years of age and uh, you know there was a lot of senior members in our in our club at that stage we, we had a, a great coach Paddy Doyle from from Thurlow Sarsfields and you know everybody got behind him when he when he came on board early in the year um, but we had senior men like Noel Dwyer, Bobby Ryan, um, Mick Cohn, these sort of players and you know 
be quite honest, for me as a young guy, I would have gone through a wall for, for some of those guys, you know, yeah. because they were in their 30s, you know, and had come to twilight their career. So you were looking up to them, really? Correct, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, I mean, I just would do anything they'd, they'd ask me to do. Yeah. So, so you know, my, my recollection of the, of the actual day itself, I remember we hired a train from, from, uh, from Thurless. Oh, really? So the whole, the whole parish got on the train. Oh, we yeah. all, players, the whole lot, we all got on the train up to Dublin. Um, I think we took a we took a separate bus out to uh, to Crow Park, but but the whole preparation, I yeah, it's, it's a bit it's a bit vague. vague. Yeah. I mean, I don't know whether we got much time to actually go out on the field and sort of do all these warm ups that, that everyone's used to nowadays. I think we sort of might have done it earlier in the in the morning, and then we we just went to Crow Park and togged out and, and went out and, and behind the the Artane boys band. But um, um, coming back, I do remember we went we went to um, uh, a hotel down on. By the Liffey and we had a had a meal there and then back on the train and I think the the train was halted in Templemore because somebody put crackers on the line or something. Or <laughs> now they weren't explosions; they were yeah. just sort of firecrackers. But um, yeah, and then back into Burrisley and we, we got on a on a truck. You know, you wouldn't obviously see it nowadays with the OHS, but I've seen some incidents on the YouTube about, right. about uh, <laughs> disasters with uh, people on trucks. But um, yeah, it, it, from from Ratmai all the way into to Borussia and up to the various streets, and um, yeah, got down and straight into the various um, drinking establishments in Borussia. So, but again, the following day and the day after, um, the day after yeah, that, yeah, yeah, there was. Uh, but but I think maybe for the older players, they I think they they probably got a, a better um, kick out of it than yeah. than so I, I, I probably would now. Yeah, like, definitely, yeah. definitely. For me, it was just oh, well, we're going to do, like, do this again. The value of the medal has probably increased, like in 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 your years past, like rather, than, and that happens a lot. Yeah, people yeah. When, I they, mean, when they achieve something at a young age as well, I have those medals in a framed in, in at home now, and uh, yeah. they're my prized possession. Exactly. You know, back, of course so, they were. so um, yeah, yeah, it was it was a great time looking back now, and I'm I'm only just delighted that they're at least there yeah. this year. You know, regardless of the result, it's 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 a fantastic achievement. But I'd I'd love them to to get to the next step. But you know, yeah. we'll all be there shouting behind them. And I'm sure the people around Brenda Maher and Dan McCormack, you know, and Paddy Stapleton, they all fellas around them are probably all looking up to them, similar to what you were doing to Bobby Ryan and them. I would. And you know they're probably praying for them, and as you said, you do anything for them, you go through a wall. And yeah, I would hope so. Know. I mean, uh, young Devaney and, and and young Mar. I mean, they they have there's a lot of youth in that team, um, and I, I'm sure they do respect people like 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 the the Brendan Mars and, and Dan McCormick's. Of course, you would. Um, but they all seem to be working, gelling and working together as a unit, which is uh, which is good to see. I mean, I I really had to do some homework myself on this team because I haven't, yeah. I don't know a lot of these these chaps. There, I would have known their father, not even their fathers, maybe their grandfathers. You know, let's be honest. <laughs> um, so um, it's it's uh, it's it's great to follow it to, to to trace back and even watching the um, the semi final. I had some two people from Bursley and I was able to ask who was who was this Liam Ryan? And, oh yes, Liam Ryan Drifter. You know, and they've all got sort of little nicknames. So at least I'll. I I know I know some of these nicknames when I when I um touchdown in and you said that you you do anything for them if they ask you to do anything was there anything um untowards they asked you to do in any game and you had to go out and do a job for them um I I I don't think it was anything that they said specifically I mean it was implied I mean I'd, I'd, <laughs> I I I was playing it's okay it's been a long no, no, time no, you, no, you can no, divulge yeah, yeah, no, it's no, over no, thirty no, years Francis yeah. statute limitations don't apply no no I wasn't um I wasn't that type of player Liam you know that's not what I've heard that's not what I've heard. I had a, a big tall guy with me, centre field, Timmy Ryan of Eilie, and um, he did all the aerial work, and I did sort of, the, I was the ground ground control man, because in those days, there was a lot of overhead hurling, there was a lot of ground hurling, 
you just had to get that ball into those those forwards yeah. where you know inside and so get it in whatever you could and uh, you know nowadays everybody sort of puts their hand up I think you kept uh, moving in midfield so kept roving around central field yeah so I was kind of the, the speed like the speed boy yeah you're like the Paul Gavin I guess of uh of that era, you know, you know, the, on the groundwork. Oh, the groundwork. Fashion, Johnny, <laughs> yeah, not for the fashion, fashion yeah. Not for the, not for the fashion now, maybe back in the 80s. No, there was, yeah, different times, different <coughs> times. But, but Francie, what did it mean to, to Boris Lee as a parish? Obviously, like, being a small parish in the 80s in rural Ireland, like, winning the club all Ireland, like, it must have been a huge buzz that, that the, the parish lived off for a long time after. Ah, look, it, it certainly was. I mean, look, we had our predecessors Ross Gray won it in 71 and then of course Killer One won it uh, two years uh, year prior to us um, so you know I, I suppose we then emulated what they had achieved so um, for us as a small parish I'm, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure everybody sort of um, were delighted for with the results but it was probably something we felt we could we had that we had the, a good all-round team you know it was a good mix of, of young and, and old and uh, you know I didn't think it would take 33 years to come back there again, but um, you know it's it's a hard it's a hard one to win. I've seen a lot of good teams. I mean, Ratnewer, I think I've lost about six, and they've they, I think they've won one uh, all Ireland. So it's 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 not easy to win. So I, I think we've seen giggles as well since now they've introduced the club all Ireland at junior and intermediate level and the senior. How special the club all Ireland as a whole and all those three grades has become. I know from Kilkenny our club won in 2005. We won the intermediate one. Yeah. What it meant for our club, even though it wasn't the senior one. It was huge. Yeah. And they still talk about that win that we had up in Crow Park. I think getting the club up to Crow Park, getting the parish up to Crow Park is such a special day well, for, it, for everyone yeah, involved. You no, know. no doubt. But in, in Stableton's pub in Bursley, there's a photograph of, of the All-Ireland team. And it's been there for years and years, obviously. And I think maybe the young generation are getting, getting sick and tired of just maybe looking at that team and, oh, there's, there's the great team <coughs> that's of 86, 87. And, and the fact that they've been able to sort of get over that hurdle and win the county final because it's been... 33 years since we won a county final as well but to to actually get over that hurdle and um, and now push on get a monster and uh, being in All-Ireland hopefully in All-Ireland it's funny you said it there I'm just going to divulge on a, a story I know from Bursley I'd be fairly good friends with Declan Maher who's Brendan's oh, yes, older yeah. brother who very good hurler but suffered wicked injuries but he was telling me about Bobby Ryan and how the standing Bobby Ryan would have in the Bursley community and I think when Declan was 14 or 15 he met Bobby along the road and he goes, Bobby, how do I get to play for Tipperary? And Bobby just said to him off the cuff, no, no, it's easy, Declan. Just do 50 press-ups in the morning and eat three raw, buy raw eggs every single morning. So about two weeks later, Declan's mother had to go over to Bobby Ryan to tell him, can you please tell Declan not to eat the, boiled, the, the raw eggs? He's getting very sick from them. <laughs> <laughs> so when, when you were saying any people would do anything for Bobby Ryan, I kind of got, got the gist of it. But yeah. um yeah, look, it's very interesting as well. I think all the hurling clubs that are in the All Ireland Finals, intermediate, junior, senior, this time are all rural clubs. Like Ballyhale is very rural, um, Barcelona is very rural, Tullerone is rural, Connie Shamrocks, Connie Shamrocks, Father O'Neill, yeah. Russell Rovers, they're all Russell like Rovers small, all, yeah. which is good. But and the past two years previous to that, you had the kind of city super clubs like the Napiersigs and the Coolas and these guys in there. So. It's great to see that the small world clubs, and I, I suppose me and Sean are from a world club, you're from a bit of a city club, that they both still can compete at the same level. Yeah. Now, at Intercounty, you, can, you might see differences, and people who are in the city kind of are, are more successful, but 
it's 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 just I know I know what it does for a small community when you go and win something. It just brings the whole town with you on a high, and I don't think you don't get that anywhere else in the world except for Ireland. Yeah, and especially w- in Bursley this year, there was a, a number of tragedies which which obviously have been talked about yeah. in the past. Um, but the community got got around everyone, and you know they they opened the community centre there just on the uh, when they came back from the monster final, and it was the first time opening it. And you know they've got two pitches there now. A lot of these rural clubs are getting they're getting a lot more obviously funds or, or the community are getting behind them and they're getting more better facilities so the young people are interested in the GA I think a lot more than than uh, diverting to other sports like rugby or soccer or whatever yeah. so it's um, it's great to see that that at that grassroots level it's it's not just in the cities and the big clubs but also in the rural clubs as well yeah and I think the GA has been the lifeblood of rural Ireland for a long long time and obviously with the with the crash of the economy over ten years ago, like rural clubs did suffer, but obviously Ireland kind of getting back on its feet again. We're seeing like those rural clubs kind of solidify. We're not hearing any more about amalgamations or teams going going under. Like Barcelona would have probably been a place where you know immigration would have been a huge challenge over yeah. a, over a period of time. Yeah. And even in your case, Francie, yeah, you know, coming yeah. to Australia all those years ago. Um. So yeah, I think it's fantastic to see. Rural Ireland represented, but the strength of those teams, like th- those club teams, are phenomenal teams. Yeah. And like Barcelona and Ballyhale in particular, you look there. There's county players on both sides. There's like well-known names on both sides. They might know where Barcelona was before a few weeks, three or four weeks ago, until they've come on the scene across Ireland. But they will shortly after after Sunday. Yeah, week. well, I think Ballyhale might have the age on us when it comes to all Ireland medals. I think they've got about twenty in that in that uh, starting yeah. fifteen, whereas we've got. Um, uh, Six five. or seven or five. Basically, yeah. Look, look. I, I think yeah. We might we might touch on the match now in a bit. Now, I, um, look at that that preview. But um, I think they're two very well balanced teams. Um, I think the, probably the firepower Bally Hale is something that um, Boris Lee are going to be looking at, especially with the form that TJ and, and Colin Fenley is in. And obviously, Brendan Maher has been so good for Boris Lee, but he has probably played in a more advanced position at times mm-hmm. from this year that you probably don't want to see Brendan Maher taking out of the game too. Mark T.J. Reid. Yeah. That, I, I, I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, actually, yeah. And that's, you, you don't want to see that from a spectacle or from Brendan Maher's perspective. What's your yeah. inside line from the Barcelona camp, Francie? Well, well, I haven't, I haven't the inside <laughs> story, but but I do believe that Brendan Maher is, he relishes the role he plays with Boris Lee because he's allowed to sort of go up the field like a riot of rovers. He can and, and, and but the guys behind him have the the intelligence to slot back and fill that gap. You know when he's gone up the field. I mean, you saw it when he when he uh, he he went up for that um, that uh, free near the end of the St Thomas's game, and then he hadn't he was on his way back, but then it was a short puck out and he blocked down the goalkeeper. And there's a commentary there, Francie. Ask Wilga. Come on, Austin. Ask come, yes. come on. <laughs> it's an unbelievable clip, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. It, was, it was like Cook Holland style, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, yeah. That was probably a size hurl you played back in the 80s, though, Francie. Not, not far off of that. <laughs> I, think, I think everything Brendan Maher has done this year, though, has been Cook Holland. Like, did his crew see it at the end of last year? Yeah. And you would have said, oh, geez, that could be the end of Brendan Maher. Went on to win an All Star, arguably the most influential player Tipperary had. Win a county finals club, win a Munster club, and do you know it would top off a Ryder Rover story if no, they were to down Ballyhale Shamrocks, the All Ireland champions and half favourites in Crow Park with his club after the kind of year that or the couple of years Barsley people have had. I think it would just be the ultimate Cinderella story. Yeah, and it's, it's probably likely to be a shootout between the two of them, TJ and, and Brendan Maher, because he he's allowed that that flexibility in the in the Bursley centre back position. Um, with Tip, he was always man marking this year so far. Yeah. So I I can see him just. 
playing the same same role he, he's he's uh, been playing so far, and hopefully the rest of the guys can rally around and deal with the Conor Fennellys and the you know Michael Fennellys and Adrian Mullen <laughs> these other guys. Um, but you know I must say our forwards they're able to take their scores, but they also work terribly hard in preventing the ball from coming out of that 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 back line easily. So you know a number of times against St Thomas's they they just harried and they har- and they they hooked and they 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 got resulting scores from doing that. So you know there's, that's a positive in the end from the Burris League camp point of view but I have watched Bally Hale and, and you know they're 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 strong strong yeah. strong boys. I you think know? I think if 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 Barsley are to have a chance I think the forwards have to do that and that's probably where they have the age like all their forwards are very pacey like you have that oh young JD yeah, Devenny and Kevin Kelly are like yeah, the two Kennys um, and I guess Bally Hale's weakness, which m- uh, one of their small weaknesses, they don't have many, but might have been a little bit exposed by Slock Neal, was that they're lacking probably a bit of pace in defence. Like, um, Evan Chifflin isn't the fastest, Michael Finley definitely isn't as mobile as he used to be, they're not as mobile in the cornerback areas. So, if, if they're go- if, if Barsley are going to do something, they're, they're going to have to run, uh, I suppose, that Bally Hale defence all around the pitch. And I suppose there's no better pitch in Ireland to do it on than yeah, Pro exactly, Park. Yeah. So, look. Yeah, it's it's going to be like you, you. I don't know what the odds are. Does anyone have the odds from Ballyvar? It's probably three to one, one to three in in terms of in Ballyhale's favour in terms of the, with the bookies. But it, it's not unsurmountable. Uh, and I think Bally or Bursley then have to stand out defensive players, and I include Dan McCormick as a defensive player because that's kind of how he plays for Bursley with Paddy Stapleton with Brendan Maher to maybe get on top in that defence. And it's not unthinkable that they'll win, even though it's not likely. I think what the beauty of it is, with the, especially with this final coming up, you've seen from both games, is this is just going to be a ding dong battle. Mm. You're just going to have two teams going hammer and tongs for the for the sixty minutes, and because it is the club final as well, it is only sixty minutes. Like watching the Ballyhale match at the weekend, it goes. It's nearly ten minutes either side with extra time shorter. It is. It, it is. I, so I, I commented on that as well. Yeah. I thought it was very fish. The thirty minutes went very quickly. Yeah. But I, I think the key matchup there is, is Paddy Stapleton and Con, Con Fennelly. I mean. You know, I saw his two goals he scored against the Slot Neal. Should have had know. four, probably. Yeah, he should. He could have. I mean, <laughs> he, he's a powerful man. And uh, look, Paddy started a bit slower against St Thomas, but then he, he got himself back into the game. But but unless our the Bursley backs are going to just just block that space between behind Ben and Maher and and, um, and Paddy Stableton, I'm sure John Kelly has got you know be doing his homework. He's a he's a clever coach. He's been he involved with Port Tumna for uh, for three All Irelands, you know, over the time. So. Um, you know, I don't know the man personally, but he's, he seems to have done a great yeah. job, and, and all the players have responded to him. And uh, I, I, I hear from from the, the little bit of uh, background I get is is that the players just love going training. It's even in the depths of winter, you know, which is just kind of unheard of. So, it's and, you, uh, and you talked about Francie obviously about momentum, and it's interesting this year. This is the first year that it's been brought forward to January. So traditionally, you would have had your semi final in February and then waited to Patrick's Day. Correct, yeah. So you've had your final the sixth of January. Now it's on the nineteenth. So. Yeah. I think you know both players, both sets of clubs have come through relatively injury free. No one mm-hmm. got sent off in your game, so momentum for both sides. Oh yes, yeah, is yeah. there? Obviously, you know, Barcelona are riding this this wave since pre Christmas. Um, Barry Hale have kind of been there and done it before at club other level in more recent times. Um, only last year, and uh, it's Shefflin's second year. So, you know, experience wise, you think okay, Barry Hale have you know they've been through this process before. They've won a club other very recently. But you talk about Bar- Barcelona have no fear going up there. You know what I mean? They have nothing to lose. They're going to play with abandon. You talk about you know tightening up space and tactics and that kind of stuff. I actually think this game is just going to play out as a, a pretty regular 15-a-side game. They'll be worried about the Ballyhale forwards, but I think they're just going to get their matchups and go for it. Yeah, they, they will. And it, it's interesting when you look at the, the, the paths they've taken after their county finals. Like, 
Arguably, on paper anyway, you see Boris Lee have had the much harder to, uh, traditionally. Glen Rovers, Ballygunner, St. Thomas's, all Ireland and Munster winners in the past couple of years. And then you look at the, the thing, and it's just, there mightn't be lesser teams, but on paper you kind of think, say, Mullins from Carlow, and you think Slot Neal from Antrim. You just think, Jesus, they're not to be, and they, they didn't put those teams away. Like, they bet St. Mullins by seven or eight in the end with a, a late goal again. There was two in it. With the slot Neil oh, game, slot Neil could have went anyway, yeah. Yeah. and they could. And I was nearly half thinking of putting money on, on slot Neil just because they didn't have the football kind of thing to, to worry about, and they were just they were oh, fifteen hurlers well able to hurl. So it, it's hard to measure Ballyhale's performance and the fact that you talk about momentum, but Ballyhale are on the road for nearly what twenty six, twenty seven months in a row now. Yeah, are are are, are um, Lee going to be that bit fresher? And they've got these. Young guys, Kevin Kelly and JD Devaney played with Our Ladies Temple more in the Hearty Cup quarter final during the week. And, and Devaney scored a goal in the in extra time or something. Two minutes into extra time to uh, win by a point. Like uh, you've got these guys going doing their leaving search, uh, and now they're coming up against the Joey Holdens against yeah. the Michael Fenleys. So there, there's massive contrast in the two teams. If if you said hurling wise and ability wise and experience wise, Ballyhale of this game won by eight points probably. But you don't. You said it there, Liam. The momentum, the youth, the kind of hunger. And potentially the jadedness and tiredness of a Baddy Hale team who's on the road a long time. I'm just wondering, are those St Mullins and Slot Neil, is that down to those two teams performing very well? Or is it down to Baddy Hale kind of coming back a little bit from their peak where they were last year? Because they peaked last year, they were unstoppable. Look, I think, look, from the, going from what was went on in the Kilkenny Club Championship this year, Baddy Hale weren't seen as, as they were as, as good as the year before. They were actually seen as quite beatable this year, but they ended up winning the county championship. Yeah. They were still the team to beat, but they weren't seen as probably as the, the stone cold favourites to win. So they've probably, they've, like you say, because they've got through all those games. They haven't won them with any great conviction, and they were under huge pressure in that study. You saw Sheffield on the line. He was very, very animated right throughout. And up until the end, Slot Neat were coming hard when they were two points down, and they, they looked like they could get another goal. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was well on there. Only for Colin Fenley got that and put it to bed, it was all over. But that wasn't a reflection of the game. You yeah, know? no, it wasn't. It wasn't a reflection of the game at all. So, I, yeah, on paper, you say, yeah, it could be, a, I, I think it's going to be a point either side. I don't think it's going to be a blowout either way. Because Bally Hale will hang in no matter what. Yeah. Even if, you know, we think Barsley might have that advantage with you and being that bit fresher. But I think with the experience of, of TJ um, and Colin, and especially in Crow Park, I think, you know, they've tried and tested there more than half that team because even under age 11 you have a lot of those Bally Hale lads would have played minor 21 with Kenny as well and yeah. they've been there before as well so I, I, can't, I can't wait for it to be honest obviously you know, I'll be hoping Bally Hale win but like you know you won't be supporting Francie won't be supporting Francie no um, he's Kilkenny man yeah. Yeah. and I was going to put touching it's the first time isn't it in cl- club history is Kilkenny and Tip team have actually been in the club all Ireland final as well he's in the research there yeah. Shani I can't say so, yeah. right. so you, you have that element to it as well like and a lot of them as you said would be that's a good point as well Liam that they've be they've been facing up in minor championships coming up the ranks and then the older lads in as well who've obviously been facing off in the historical games in 2010-11 so you have that element to it as well they're back in Crow Park familiar surroundings for those kind of players like the element of Tip Kilkenny is back there again like and, and as, as we know Tip Kilkenny games there's never anything in it but Francie in terms of the Crow Park factor obviously it was your first time to play in Crow Park that day was it? I played with colleges played colleges okay. not on, the, on a big occasion on a big occasion yeah. what was it like maybe if you've been there before but for some of your teammates going in playing was it if the first few minutes you're like oh my god we're playing here in Crow Park or was the ball is in we're off 
as a, as a club player up there? Yeah, I, I think back in those days, again, I don't think Crow Park was, was such a such a, a frightening experience as maybe it is today with, with the, I suppose, with, with the way media and, and the size of the, the stadium the now, stands, I mean, the, the yeah. pitch is still the same, but the stadium's got larger. Um, I can't remember us being that overawed by it. I mean, it was, it was a privilege to be playing there, but, but um, I don't think it held any fear for anyone. Um, I think it was just another ground, you know, and, and that's the way it should be treated, I guess, and I hope this current team will, will, will look at it that way as well. I mean, obviously they're against the hot favourites, um, but as long as it's a, it's a real competitive game and Borisley put their A game on the field, and if, if, they, if that's not good enough, well, so be it, then the, the best team wins. But um, I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm looking forward to it, I really am. I'm just, just, uh, I think all of the team, bar one, one uh, Michael Cohen, who's, who's passed away, I think most of the 87 team will be there. Oh, oh fantastic, yeah. yeah. So, um, so when, do you make, when do you make the flight, Francie? When are you flying back? Flying back on Thursday, right? Friday and um, you stay in Dublin or will you go down to Borussia? No, I'll go down to, to Borussia and get, yeah. the, get all to the build uh, up. Yes, exactly. So whether we're going by bus or by car, I'm not sure. Or, charter, or charter train. <laughs> I'm, yeah, not sure. Yeah. I'm not sure. They I love the train for the day. <laughs> I love hiring out the train for the day. That's yeah, brilliant. They yeah. might do that again. I know um, Milford Camogie um, in Cork got to the Ireland final a couple of years at, at that level, and they did the same thing. They, they chartered the train up from. Yeah, from, and, uh, from un- unfortunately, on that day they ran out of drink, of course, on the train. Yeah, and that was that was even going up. I think. <laughs> <laughs> there you so go. Uh, you're not there and get the orders in now. For what's your preference, Francie? What, what would you want, Bulmers for the for the trip up? Is that what you're looking for? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not sure what I have. Yeah. Maybe, no, they'll have no VB, I suppose. No, 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 no. VB. <laughs> so uh, we we'll go to predictions then, because Francie's under pressure. His wife's boss is downstairs. Strict instructions down for one o'clock. Yeah, four so women and a driver. That's what's going to happen yeah, yeah. today. Now, Francie's playing taxi man. So yeah. Francie, prediction. Obviously, we know what you want to happen. What, what's your, your your head saying? Yeah, I, I think Boris in the in previous matches have have always had a bit of a, a, a lull, but the last ten minutes they seem to to just grind out a, a, a victory. So uh, I would uh, envisage that we, fingers crossed, uh, get over the line by let's say three points. Three points, Shani. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go with Boris Lee. I think that momentum, that youth as well. I'm gonna go for that. Um, I think two points, Boris Lee. Giggles? Um, Hart would love to say Boris Lee with mm. Cinderella, sorry, head says Bally Hale, so I'm going to go Bally Hale by five. And I, I just think for, for the game itself, especially in all Ireland club finals, with the exception maybe the last two years, some of them have been one very, very one-sided affairs. And my, my one worry would be TJ and Colin getting in for an early goal and a young Boris Lee team. So if they can prevent that, I think we'll get the ding-down battle that you're predicting, Liam. There is a danger that experience Shefflin on the sideline, all these kick any boys, you, g- you get a five or six point lead and then Bal- Barsley are looking down the barrel of a how do we claw this back and that would be a disaster for the game and for Barsley. I'm going to go Bally Hale to do back to back for the first time ever for their, in their history, but by two or three points. Okay, I'm going to go for Bally Hale win as well. Again, by small margin, two points. I, I think they looked with the former Colin Fenley. Um, and TJ and look TJ has, isn't scoring huge numbers from play but I think his contribution all around play kind of like in a mold of Sheffield now at the moment where he's just making so many scores and uh, taking big hits laying off ball I think he's going to have a huge influence up there in the day and I just think that will be the, it'll be the Colin Fenley TJ Reid factor I think is just going to get Bally Hill over the line but I think it's going to be a cracking game um, you've Adrian Mullen in that mix as well like yeah he, Adrian Mullen can play well that's it he, he, he actually was like we wouldn't stand out anyway the last day so they'll be looking for a big performance for him in Crow Park so Francie yeah, side say that we always we always have good old battles and but Tip, Tip might have had the edge over the last um, 
Short term, so. yeah, short term. Yeah, short term. Yeah, short term. We won't go into any longer term analysis there, Fancy, for your sake. Um, but uh, yeah, look, really, really excited. It's great to have, and obviously, we've got two other Kilkenny teams in intermediate and senior, or intermediate and junior, with Connie Shamrocks in intermediate and, uh, or sorry, Tullerone Intermediate and Connie Shamrocks in the junior. But there is an interesting one with Connie Shamrocks. They, they actually are not the Kilkenny County Champions at junior. Or Auckland Gales, who are senior club Kilkenny, oh, they're, go through. their second team won the junior championship and they can't represent. That's it's fair enough, but I, I don't think those rules must have changed. We, we don't have too many con, don't have too many county listeners, I think. But I don't know how I'd feel about winning the club all Ireland if if you hadn't won your county. It's f- that those rules must have changed. Have they? Who's that now? That's Stoss downstairs, Francie. Now, Francie's first time on. We forgot to attempt to you know airplane mode <laughs> silent for uh, not really with Sean. Sorry, sorry, okay. yeah. <laughs> we we won a junior county in Lismore, our second team, and uh, I think back in 1999, I was a 14 or 15 year old on the edge of the panel, and we got to play in the Munster Club. Now, I, with respect to 1999, I think since the mid to late 2000s, they've changed it, that they were kind of informal competitions then. There, weren't, there wasn't like a junior club all earned to the same level it is now where the finals are playing in Crow Park. I think it was. Was it? I think it was one of the first years it was in, oh, yeah. and the finals were on. Um, in, we didn't get. We didn't. Get I'm not it. sure if that's a Kilkenny rule or it's or it's a GA rule. Yeah. I think it could be. I'm not sure, but yeah, d- what's, what's your mate's name? We know that. that um, I think it's the rule of Cork. What's your mate's name that's at your wedding? I can't remember his second name. Davey Ryan. Davey Ryan will know that. Yeah. Davey Ryan, get on here. Sorry. Davey Ryan I think it's a good rule. I think it's right. It is I mean right. If your first team is is senior or intermediate, and that should be the team, like. But then I think I think Connie should have opted out of playing in the Leinster Championship then. I don't know. I I, I think. Yeah. I don't. What do you think? There'd be an asterisk after. Well, if Glen Rovers won the won, won the the Munster, now I didn't. I know they didn't for the last two years. They did have a team that would be capable of doing it. Yeah. Look, yeah, it's a hard one to call because if you're talking about divisional teams, then you're talking about universities. Should they be allowed in or should not be allowed in it? It's interesting though. In '87, yeah. when we won the, the the county, we were beaten in. A, we were, were in the North Division, so we were actually beaten in the North Division. But there was a hurling league on that same, in conjunction with the county um, qualifiers, and we we got beaten by Killer One in that as well. But because Killer One won the North. And they also won the league. You got back in. We got back in. There you go. So Liam is yeah. putting an asterisk against Sean Allen. Yeah, that maybe I'm being too honest on, yeah. on this first no, podcast. No. Yeah. Take up a medals down now with that cabinet, Francie. Yeah, I don't know there's going to be a yeah. dispute now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's that's. Yeah. Uh, that's it is. It's, it's an interesting debate, though. Well, look, we wish Francie. We wish you all the best. Thanks, Liam. On, on the way back, I know you're flying back business class. You don't fly out unless so. Um, send us through some pics. We can put them up on Instagram. But yeah, we wish you all the best, and we'll definitely you. get you back on when you're when you're back in in Australia. And we'd love to hear how it all went. Win, lose, or draw. Win, lose, or draw. You can download <laughs> a few podcasts to listen on the way back in the twenty four hour. <laughs> well, a draw, Francie. Interesting. Oh no, there won't be a draw. It's extra time. Draw, extra, it? Is, is it a result on the day? It is extra time. Result on the day for Football Ireland. Yes, including penalties. Be oh Jesus! I fancy check out the draw. I'd fancy I'd fancy Ballyhale and penalties. Yeah. Alright, no, okay. Uh, I wouldn't like to see Conor Kelly hit a penalty. No, it wouldn't be there. No, <laughs> He'd have to fall over. <laughs> <Yeah. you> know? <laughs> um, okay, we'll leave it there because Francie's getting text messages yeah. from Stoss now. Thanks, She's downstairs. Um, thanks very much for coming on, Francie. Um, thanks to Giggles for hosting here in Rupert Murdoch's office and Shawnee for making the time for coming up at his lunchtime. He's a very, very busy man and he has a very bad cough because he did a very big CrossFit workout in the smoke. <laughs> In the smoke-filled <laughs> Melbourne on Monday, and he's coughing up there all day. So the poor old devil couldn't hurl and train last night. So we wish him all the best. Um, but yeah, we'll be back. We'll be back soon, um, and we'll be talking 
but our plans for the year ahead, but we'll cut this short today because Francie has to go. So um, big thanks to our, our sponsor O'Neill's um, and check out them on at O'Neill Sportswear AU on Facebook, Instagram, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks very much.